It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The Podcast Yes We back Back Bird. again crystal clear Right into your ear uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We here, man. Getting crispy outside. Getting a little cold, chilly. Put your jacket on, type weather. Feels good though. Feels yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. It's my, it's doing, my time of year. It's my time of year. It's the fall, baby. You know yeah. what I'm saying? September yeah. season. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. It's October though, but you know, like when that little that breeze start coming through, you know. Shit, I'm happy. Sun is out, no clouds in the sky. It's about you know, 69, 70 degrees at a high. Mm-hmm. That's love. <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's a good time. It's I like when it's crisp. I like when it's crisp, not when it's super cold, definitely not when it's super hot. You know, you could put on put on some outfits and shit, get right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful yeah. moment. So I'm enjoying it. How you my, feeling? My, I'm good, man. My favorite, my favorite temperature of all times is no clouds and seventy four degrees. I, that, yeah, you, you said that. It's very specific yeah. too. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like you can't beat that, man. You can do whatever you want. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You want to wear your light little hoodie? You can. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody tripping. You know what I'm saying? Little crew neck, you can do it. A t-shirt, whatever, some sweatshirt and some shorts. Right. You can you can mix it up. You know, anything yeah. under that, buddy, you locked. <laughs> you locked in unless you, you know what I'm saying, from one of them uh, Nordic places or, you know, you like wearing shorts and T-shirts in the in this blizzard type type of cat. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tropical. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 mild. I got tropical roots, <laughs> but I'm mild. When it, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, what's my man say? <laughs> my name is Kodak Black, and they see me. I'm white. No, I just mean <laughs> when I think tropical, I can't do a whole lot of humidity when it's too, too, too hot out there. I sweat a little bit, so I like what it's nice and nice, nice little crisp to it. <laughs> you know what I'm mild. saying? I'm mild. I'm a mild cat. Yeah, mild. You yeah, know. you know. Yeah. I grew up in the humidity, so I ain't too mad at it. It's just, you mm-hmm. know, what I, I like what I like. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah. When I'm when it's, when it's summertime and all that, when that heat is there, my, my whole outfit is some assembly required. You know what I'm saying? No I'm doubt. Nigga dri- driving around in an undershirt, got my, my top shirt on to when I got to do what I need to do. You know right. what I'm saying? It's a lot of, a lot of wardrobe yeah. changes before before things have to pop. It's weird. It's weird because I'm with you. I don't really like that type shit. Mm-hmm. But when I go to Miami and I get in it, my my whole situation snaps back to normal. It's like, ah, mm-hmm. nigga, this is your natural habitat. Skin starts mm-hmm. glowing and shit. Hair start curling right. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. body just mm-hmm. start feeling right. Like, nigga, this is where I'm supposed to be. But... You know what I'm saying? If you ask me, I'm going to tell you, nah, nigga, I'd rather that shit be a little brisk, a little bit. But when I'm in it, yeah. man, I'm like, shit, this is this it right here. 
Yeah, no, that you know that is a thing though. <clears throat> there is certain climates that do bring out the best in you. You know what I mean? Where you, <laughs> no, for real, that that is some shit that you you definitely see the change. You're like, oh shit, hell yeah, this shit here, I'm thriving in this climate. <laughs> right, yeah, this is doing, yeah, this is doing the best. Like you get uh, back to New York and turn into an alligator. Like, ah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go get you some userin. Shout out to all the cats with the Eucerin. I don't even know what that is. The Eucerin is that heavy duty. If you got uh, like eczema, you know what oh, I mean? Wow. It's like it's like maybe even a step higher than like Aveeno. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit, that shit is one of those situations. Word. Um, word. Yeah. Um, I was going to tell you something about that. You just made me think of, it'll come back to me. Fuck it. That's how I'm living life now. You know, it'll How's come that? back. It'll spin. Oh. Yeah, that, that thought, it's going to come right on back, hopefully. No worries. Oh, yeah, no worries. It wasn't, if it wasn't, look, might not have been that important. Or maybe it's important for a little later, you know, right. that type of vibe. No doubt. But, no um, doubt. I feel that. Yeah, man. Uh, how's your week, though? Week was good, man. Week was good, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Still got trials and tribulations, you know what I'm saying? Still, um... Scratching through some of this shit. Mm-hmm. Still learning. Mm. Still, you know, you know, got a little little issues here and there. But other than that, man, you know, it's good to know that some of that shit is working. And it's slowly but surely, you know what I mean? Certain stuff you do and be like, damn, I couldn't do that last week or two weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? I could do that today. Damn. That shit is you know what I'm saying step by step for real so that's dope yeah. I'm like you I ain't mad at none of it you know what I'm saying you just keep on pressing through and you know the good thing is there's certain parts of it that don't allow you like I said it don't allow me to see you know in the future like visualize shit so mm-hmm. on one hand that's bad when it's like you know I need to come up with some ideas or some shit and can't but on the other hand it prevents you from worrying you know what I'm saying? Worry about if this gonna work or if it's gonna work out. You know what I'm saying? You just worry about shit. <laughs> Could have been worse. Shit. So, so that's why I'm at with it. I'm I'm cool with it. Um, and I'm taking the little strides. That's it. Now that's dope. I'm trying to adopt a little bit of that. You know, we <laughs> talked about that with just the, uh, <clears throat> you know, just being more present, just in the moment. Mm-hmm. And and less in the worry, you know, with all the anxiety, <laughs> you know, yeah, because right. that shit don't really do nothing, don't do nothing but just get you upset, you know. To be totally honest with you, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, trying to, you know, just be in the moment, make the decision that needs to be made, and let it be made, you know, let it and be made, let it be made, and keep going, and just keep going, you know, like that's. That's a thing right now. That's a thing right now. Mm-hmm. I, I I find myself overthinking. It's a it's a process. It's a struggle. I find myself overthinking about the smallest shit. Like um, I'm flying. I was I was booking a flight because I got I've got going out to a uh, Ann Arbor comedy mm-hmm. showcase. I'll be out there um, November thirtieth to the to the second. Yeah, I'll be out there from the 30th, November 30th to December 2nd doing shows out there. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
trying to book a flight. And, man, I go through so much just to book a flight to Detroit and back. Like, it's that. It's just get the looking for the fare, find the carrier, you know, that you fuck with and do all that. You would think it was easy, but I'm like, all right, hold on now. What time is it coming in? Now, I got to look at that because I'm thinking about now what time does it come in? Because then if I'm going to this hotel, is it going to line up with the check-in? Because I hate to fly in and be too mm-hmm. early for the check-in because now you got your bags in a, in a right. strange location. I don't always trust leaving my bags with the people behind the desk because I, sometimes I don't get their investment. You know <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Like They're they not really there to watch your bags. They're there to check people in. So there's that. We don't know each other. We have no rapport. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Then it's also like, um, what time do I need to get to the airport? Am I going to be cool waking up at this time? Am I going to have mm-hmm. enough time to to go and, and get to a little lounge situation? Is there a lounge situation there for me? Because I, <laughs> I might want to get my lounge game on because... I'm fucking with these credit cards that give you lounge privileges that cost a lot, you know, mm-hmm. on their little annual fee. So I try to get my lounge shit off. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So there that, there that go. Then it's like, uh, then I'm like, well, what carrier? Because I'm not, I don't have status anywhere anymore. Like, I'm just a lone a regular, wolf. Yeah, regular <laughs> ass pedestrian flyer. Like, I'm just... I'm going with what works. I ain't got. I'm not accumulating too many points anywhere. I told you about that years ago. I felt like that is a bit of a um, a hustle, and I'm seeing how Delta's been kind of treating some of their people recently, and it's starting to prove to, you know, it ain't what it used to be. So we're gonna come back to that, but go ahead. Okay, well, yeah, let's put a bookmark on that. Yeah. But then it's like. You know what I don't like now? This is some new shit. That's not new. It's been a while, but it's like the bait and switch type of uh, ticket price. You know, mm-hmm. when you first start to when you first start to buy your ticket, the first leg they tell you the round trip is gonna be X. You like fine. That sounds great. That's where the budget lies. Bet. Boom. Pick that up. Try to get back home. <laughs> no. 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 It's going to be $150 more for trying to get back home. You're like, but what, what happened? And it's, only, it's $150 more. And look, if you want to have a seat selection, then you got to pay X and all of this other shit. At first, I used to just see that at JetBlue. That was like a JetBlue thing. Now mm-hmm. it seems to be everywhere, which kind of put me off of JetBlue for a while. But... In this deliberation, I was like, let me see if JetBlue is is like that anymore. <laughs> you know, because I remember when JetBlue was new and was fly, was fun, little basket of treats and, you know, yeah, all of that shit. TV. Free treats, yeah. TV. Don't. Bring your own food, no trip. Right, right. Oh, I didn't even think about that, bring your own food. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a good discussion. We can talk about that in a second. But um, but then you know everybody talking about Delta is supposedly the customer service um champ still. You know I was an American cat for a long time. I don't know if it's some patriotic propaganda shit or it's just nah, the fact a, maybe that back was in the, the day they had a good flight from JFK to LAX, nigga. Yes, couldn't be. Yeah, they did. You know what I'm saying? They did. Back it was in the official. day, was that eight hundred? Nah. 
Was it flat huh? eight hundred? No, I don't know the yeah. number, but I I knew yeah. that motherfucker. I had JetBlue yeah. points too. I mean, American Airlines points too. Till JetBlue yeah. came out, man. Yo, I remember I had so many American Airlines points that I let lapse. That shit hurts me to this day every time I think about it. I mean, like, it was nasty and it lapsed. I played myself. But anyway, um, so boom. So I, I, I was going to be like, at one point I was like, should I split it? Let me do a Delta, Delta one-way JetBlue back. It found a nice little fare so then I could do my little you know, comparing contrast. All of a sudden, now I'm the points guy and I'm doing shit like this. And I was like, man. Then I found another thing. And then I'm like, well, damn, do I want to get up that early to get to a flight? I might be tired. I got late shows that night, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, though, honestly, this shit took me about an hour, <laughs> literally, to pull the trigger. So when I say all of this, I do struggle with the bullshit overthinking because it's ridiculous. Pull the trigger, you're good. It's a flight. Right. That's it. It's not that serious. This is not, this ain't college. You know what I mean? Like, but dog, this is not going to. It, it does. It does. To a certain extent. To a certain extent. Yeah, you get to the airport at a certain time matters, having to wait all day. No, that's logistics. And to yeah. to the people out there that's listening, that's that may be just coming in the game. I don't know if any new jacks are on the pod, but mm-hmm. you, you, you might be become somebody's assistant or some shit like that. That mm-hmm. is the most important shit to be knowing. All that shit where he just broke down, he just broke down the the assistant's travel department. You know what I'm saying? Nope, he yeah. don't like to sit around the airport. He like to get there in time and check his room in. I can need to call the, the hotel and make sure we can get early check-in and a late check-out. All that shit. You know what I'm saying? I hear motherfuckers be about to lose their job about this very same shit because nobody wants to be thinking about a whole bunch of shit, get to the airport, and this shit ain't right. They seat ain't right. You know what I'm saying? The hotel ain't right. The rental car ain't right. Like, that shit right there make you mad. You land somewhere at 1 o'clock in the morning, you can't get a rental car. Hoo-wee. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is the important shit. You know what I'm saying? You just doing it yourself, and you have to go through it. But when you get on that flight, and when you go to that airport, and you sitting in that lounge, you're going to be like, damn, yeah, I did this right. If you ain't got that shit, you're going to be like, God damn, I need to find my goddamn assistant self. Right. <laughs> what right. is you thinking? Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, don't trip true. off the overthinking part, just the process of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How you process that shit. Or if you need somebody else to do that shit for you. At the, You know what I'm saying? When you get to where you're trying to get to that point, you know? Cause Are you good at that delegation? Um, I used to not be. You know what I'm saying? The more... When I was doing my own company and you got different, you hire different, you pay different people to do shit, you'd be like, man, shit, I'm paying that nigga to do that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And which which it all started, like, I started paying niggas to learn. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do I do this? I hire a nigga to do it. And then he, they going to gladly show you because you paying them. But... It's like when you got a whole bunch of things to do and you deli- you done hired, and I done hired this person to do that and I hired that person to do that. Oh, they got to do that shit because, I shit, I could save my brain and time for something else, you know? So that's why I learned it. 
But just sitting in it more, like more stuff you got to do, the more people you got to talk to, the less you want to have to be digging up to do yourself. And just people just sitting, you will lose people by not delegating to them. You know what I'm saying? People will think you don't fuck with them if you don't give them shit to do. And you be like, nah, I was trying to help you. Nah, nigga, give me some shit to do. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah. So yeah. So sometimes you just got to do it. And then, you know, the thing about it is that it's all a system. You know what I'm saying? And you want that system to run as best as possible. You want to be your best on the stage. Of course, you want to be your best being able to write. And the, the the chances you have to take away the things that take you away from that, you want to put somebody else on that as soon as possible. You know what I'm saying? So that you don't have to think about that. And then, you know, when you do got a full system up and running, you will know exactly, I don't want to think about this, I don't want to think about that. And I need somebody that's good that knows how to do that shit, not just fucking half-ass that shit, because then I have to think about it twice. Yeah. Build that infrastructure and trust it, though. That's the thing. You know, I remember I had a boss that would delegate shit to me, but then would kind of micromanage it. (laughs) And he's like, yo, why you pass it off? Like, what's going on? Like, what's what what we doing here? Yeah, that, that. <laughs> Make it look like he could do it. Just can yeah, you it's really like, do yo, it? trust me. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> we get the opportunity here. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that is that, that's an investment too. That's something that's just an investment in your time and well being. Right. That sometimes it, it doesn't easy. always seem apparent. Yeah, it's a lot of times it's not easy to find that person either. You know, a lot of like these days, a lot of people don't want to be that. You right. know, everybody want to be a boss, boss nigga, yeah. boss bitch. You know what I'm saying? I'm a CEO of of uh, such and such enterprises on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Fully uh, independent. Fully independent. I ain't, can't pay the rent, but shit, I I need this job just to need it. But in mm-hmm. real life, I'm a boss. I'm not doing all that. Yeah. So. It's not as easy to find that shit, but, you know, if you can. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So what's your quarrel with Delta? Talk to me. Oh, I don't have a quarrel. I wanted to hear what the beef was with Delta. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I've I've mm-hmm. been seeing some, some fucked up flights and, you know what I'm saying, shit stuck on the runway and, you know, four hour this and, yeah, you know, that happens. You know what I'm saying? I haven't I haven't seen anything with bait and switch. Um, I mean, I'm again. I I have been out the system for so long. I ain't had no points since those American Airlines points back in the day, and so I was just I got to the point where I started flying with equipment, and that's when points became important. That's when I knew what the importance of them was, because when you fly them, you got a you got a twelve thousand dollar camera on you. And the motherfucker tell you to pack your $12,000 camera under the plane because ain't no more headroom, nigga. Shit. I used to have a, uh, I used to have inside my camera bag another bag, like a small bag, that if they did that, I put the camera and the lenses in that bag and then give them the case and then put my camera on the plane. But when you got points or when you buying Comfort Plus or something like that, 
you able to get on that motherfucker when they still got room. You ain't never got to worry about that. Now, I ain't, right. I ain't flying with a plane. I ain't flying with a camera right now. But I ain't flying at all right now. But <laughs> when I do, you know what I'm saying, you want to get on, get your shit in, get on out the way. You don't want to have to be fooling around with, let me take your bag because we out of space. And you get on there and it's still space. You know what I'm saying? But a nigga done robbed you of your bag. Now you got to wait another hour just to get your bag at the end. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Uh, Delta, they got me on the, um, once you get in the system, they got me on the on the free upgrades. You know what I'm saying? They be shaking yeah. the dice on them free upgrades like a motherfucker. So the Comfort Plus is usually, I would say it's a, a 78%, you know what I'm saying, chance you're going to get a Comfort Plus. If you check in in time, mm. then then you also got that free first class upgrade on them, and I may have gotten that over the last couple of years, maybe maybe four times. But the two one one time I needed that, I need I needed that shit. I had been up twenty some hours, nigga. I'm super tired, and nigga, we got on that plane. They had to lay down flat first class, nigga. I was like, ooh wee. That's what's up, Delta. But I haven't been treated bad with Delta. That's what I was trying to hear, other than the you know Instagram stories of uh, you know being on the runway and flights getting canceled and all that shit. What what is it that you're hearing? Well, the big thing that's going on with Delta, <clears throat> particularly if you got a um, like for Amex card holders, right? If you got Amex Platinum, you could get, you used to be able to get unlimited Delta Sky Lounge mm. access as well as Centurion Lounge. Just in case there's not a Centurion Lounge there and you're flying Delta, you could go to the Delta Lounge. Mm. Unlimited. Mm. Now, they cutting that shit down to six times a year. So oh. that's a lot. From right. unlimited to six times a year is crazy. Especially if you're paying mm-hmm. what you need to be paying for these cars. So that's one thing. Then they talking about how, you know, again, I don't really have any um, stake in the status game. But now in a way to create, to gain status, they used to award elite status to members who own, a, who earn a certain uh, set number of MQDs, medallion mm-hmm. qualifying miles, mm-hmm. or yeah, whatever, or medallion qualifying segments, you know, and that was based on the cost of your ticket, blah, blah, blah. Now, mm-hmm. they're not really doing it by that. They're doing it by how much you spend. Mm-hmm. So now it's like really, it's going to be a division now. Like, for instance, to gain silver, gold, and platinum status, you got to spend up to like from $25,000 all the way up to like $250,000 just to earn that status. So it's like, yo, it's getting crazy. Now, I don't know if this is going to be a trend for all uh, airlines or whatever, but maybe this is a shakeout people that are kind of investing in that whole status bubble Mm -hmm. or maybe it'll spread to these other airlines. Maybe, you know, maybe... You know, when this first came out, this came out probably about a, a less than a month ago. The information came out. A lot of people were complaining about either one of those parts of the problem. And a lot of people felt like, you know, because 
I think the part of not only just status, you know, you mm-hmm. feel good when you group A or group one and all of that shit, you get to flex. Like, we always talk about that. But it's also, mm-hmm. you feel like there's some customer appreciation. If you spending money and you being loyal to this company, you thinking it's going to be some give back. And mm-hmm. now, I think a lot of people are feeling a way about, like, well, hold on now. I'm doing all of this. <laughs> and now y'all, y'all shortchanging me now. Mm-hmm. Y'all looking at me like I'm unfamiliar. Right. So that might have people start spending their money elsewhere and maybe level the playing field. But then well, you got the little the Delta diehards that are like, there ain't no customer service like Delta customer service. Well, so I don't know about that. Knows? Yeah. Well, I ain't never been all the way in the in crowd like that. One of them qualifying diamond member ass, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, American yeah, Express type diamond. Centurion Club ass niggas. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? So <laughs> I ain't even got that kind of, you know what I'm saying? Oh, they tripping. They always right. been tripping with me. So mm. I need to, you know, again, I've been down for some months, so I ain't even been up on it. I'm I'm still on my way trying to get some some status for next right. year. I got I got a few more miles I need to get. So I, I need to get back on that one. Two, it was the clubs that actually got me interested in trying to get some status somewhere. Because right. I, I was coming through JFK, and I seen um, Bell Friend Tina in the um, TSA. Yeah. Early in the motherfucking morning, about 6 in the morning. She's like, what you doing? Why don't you come to the lounge? I'm like, all right, bet. So I'm going, I'm thinking we going to the regular-ass lounge. We went to some other lounge that was like, yeah, damn, what kind of lounge is this? Yes, right? Exactly. It's <laughs> for the global yes. flyers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it should have changed like, your whole experience. Like, God damn, this is this is nice. Then when it came time for the plane, the car pulled up and drove us across the runway to the motherfucking oh, plane. Yeah. I'm like, nigga, what kind of yeah. shit is this? So I was like, man, let me get my life together. Let me get me some status because I was absolutely status free, nigga. I'm in the regular ass line, group seven, nigga. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And, you know, so that that got me into going. But once you're in it and you start really seeing the loopholes in Delta, I don't give a fuck how much you fly. If you're not first class or the military, nigga. <laughs> Comfort plus nigga is better than all that shit. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't no status right. person. Comfort plus right. get in right out the first class. Some shit like they before like all them status niggas. Or either wow. or one of them, one of them is Comfort Plus is in between first class or the the medallion people. Either medallion and Comfort Plus or first class and Comfort Plus. I'm like, damn, you could you could buy your way and pass all these motherfuckers for real if you just buy a Comfort Plus ticket. You know what I'm saying? You don't even need no status. So, you know, that's that's one little hack. You know what I mean? The only other other thing that the status is good for that I'm learning with the with the gold status is that shit, I don't I don't really need TSA. You know what I'm saying? Cause they ain't sweating Ali Muhammad like that no more from 9-11. And then the TSA line be longer than the regular line sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Then sometimes that shit ain't even open yet. Sometimes that shit closed already. And you back in the regular line. But 
you got that goddamn um you priority. got that priority shit. Yeah. Your priority. <laughs> you flying on through, man. It's a hack. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's a yep. it's for niggas who fly out of Atlanta, there is a I mean, I can't say it's a hundred percent. I can't say it's all the time. Now you got your TSA clear line over there for the niggas who got all that shit together. You got your regular line that's always crowded. And then you got it's another line that that be packed, but it don't be real packed on the north side. Like if you don't go to the regular main entrance, you go to the north um, entrance checkpoint. Right. There's a north checkpoint. The trick, the hack with that shit is that the priority in that north fucking shit never had nobody in it. <laughs> that shit always be clear. You know what I'm saying? A, yeah. It's like, yeah. dad, dad, because all of the people who got their shit together, they go through that, the, the TSA clear line or the priority at the main spot. But the one on the north side be clear, dog. It's a smaller joint, but a lot of times when I'm running behind and I'm like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm stressed and I ain't, I ain't got no other options. I'm like, let me hit that north side, boom. And you just walk past that long ass regular line, straight on in. Niggas be looking like, God damn. And I be thinking the best like, feeling. God. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I will say that about that. I ain't mad at the Delta yet because I ain't on expect shit from them. You know what I'm saying? I ain't right. been spoiled by them. They ain't, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got the Centurion Lounge, Upper Lounge with the car, Delta One access. I am interested about that damn Atlanta got a don't go in the airport ass airport. Oh, I think uh, so. We talked about that. The like yeah. the real the VIP experience. Yeah, or whatever. they got a V. It just opened up sometime last month or so, two months. Mm-hmm. Interested about that? I'm not sure how much it costs though. So I need to get more get more info. We'll be back with more info. What does that mean though? That don't go to the airport. So it's just like they just it's pick its own you up? terminal. It's its own terminal, and they drive you to your terminal. Wow. You in there, it's a lounge, you got food, you got, they got a whole menu, you know what I'm saying? And then they got, now they got all these influencers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've been a member since LA, now that Atlanta has it, this is great, you know what I'm saying? So now they on your Instagram feed with that shit, you know what I'm saying? Trying to, trying to tempt all of those splurgers, so. Yeah. (laughs) Now they want to see what it's about. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. You know that's that's what it is. Sometimes these perks could be super seductive, you know. But when you when you look at it, and you just look at the line item of the perks. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, three drinks and four cookies is what took you. Right. That's what got you so 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 hype. You got or, you took your I'm ass to the lie. airport. <laughs> On yeah. time, nigga. <laughs> yeah, shit, man. Get your cookies elsewhere. Bring them shits with you. <laughs> you could do that. Go get you some nips if you really want to get drunk. Hey. I don't know if that's what you're doing too much, but nigga will just, nigga will get you over them cookies though. Oh man, them cookies feel like they just feel like luxury. And all they doing <laughs> is warming them shits up in the microwave behind the <laughs> behind the scenes. But those shits feel like there has been there is a moat between you and regular motherfuckers. Can and you that imagine? shit is a warm oatmeal raisin moat. Nigga, can what? you imagine that a nigga get you for motherfucking 
$4,000 over a 50, 50 cent cookie. That's, and that's, that's really somebody broke that shit down in the presentation. Trust me. <laughs> all we need to do. And these ain't even the best cookies. And we found out what Mm-mm. type of cookies they're using. Mm-mm. These shits ain't, these ain't Levain. These Mm-mm. some regular ass shits. But they, they hit. I'm not going to lie to you. They hit. I remember some lounges are better than others, though. I do remember a couple years ago when I went down to New Orleans for my birthday. I might have talked about this on the pod. But when I came back, I was in a lounge. This is New Orleans. And they had some gumbo. Now, gumbo just in a lounge seems like a bit of a gamble. <laughs> but the presentation of the gumbo, again, his presentation says a lot. You know, the the little serving spoon was clean. It didn't have any muck, you know. It wasn't really, <laughs> you know, because sometimes, sometimes those little public service spoons could be real crustified dibs. <laughs> so... Nah, this shit was looking nice because they had people attend to it. Then I got some of that gumbo. I'm not even a real gumbo head because I don't eat, you know, I don't fuck with shrimp like that, but this was a chicken gumbo. Oh, wow. When I tell you this shit was fire, <laughs> like, I was like, it was, the, it, was the type of, it was the type of fire that I didn't even know other people in the spot. But mm-hmm. I found myself looking around and giving a head nod, like yeah, and they already knew what it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they did, I was like, "Fuck with the gumbo, niggas, go get a bowl and be like, yo." It was, it was a lot of gumbo. Uh, I don't know, mutual appreciation going on in the lounge, man. But yeah, it don't take a lot. It don't take a lot, because I'm sure that pot of gumbo wasn't but so expensive. Mm-hmm. But you felt good. You felt like you you were living. It was like, all right, all right, this is, this is what's, what it's for. You know you have those moments, whatever it is in life, whatever perk or whatever luxury that you, that you come across, there's those moments where you kind of got to sell yourself on everything you did to attain that shit. You be like, this, this is what it's about. This yeah. shit here, this... Can't stop. I need this in my life. <laughs> That's capitalism. That is that is that real slow groove of capitalism. Damn Keep sure your ass on that hamster wheel. Damn yeah, sure is. And you just gotta be. You you gotta. You gonna get in where you fit in, regardless. You know what I'm saying? If you're a young yeah. cheap nigga, you gonna do young cheap nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? If you old and seasoned and tired of the cheap shit and tired of the inconveniences, you gonna do things a certain way. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I do yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? Even when I didn't have no status during like the pandemic shit, I do know like when we started doing tours and shit like that, man, every single inconvenience matters, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to take motherfucking 14 flights over the next 20 days. Every time they stop you, every time they question you, every time they open your bag, every time they don't take your luggage. That shit adds up. By the yeah. third day, nigga, you frustrated, man. <laughs> you wish all of it could go away. You know what I'm saying? It just makes work, getting to work that much harder. But yeah. when you when you start filling in the blanks with shit that takes away those inconveniences, then you start to really see this is what it's worth. That's why, you know what I'm saying, they really probably breaking that shit down to niggas who really do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Because they the ones that's going to appreciate that shit more than your average ordinary, oh, let me get first class flyer. Right. But motherfucker that got to fly, you know what I'm saying, 20 times over 30 days, nigga, they want that shit to be right, man. Because that's one inconvenience, throw your whole fucking month off. Like, yeah. yeah. Don't mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to be jet lagged. Then the motherfucker, I'm going to go in this meeting fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Then I got to go back to the airport. They're going to be all in my bags. Fuck this I shit. might miss some money. Yeah. You know? I might not arrive in time to make the money that I flew out for. Right. Now we got a problem. Yeah. So, so that I will say that. You know what I'm saying? When you at the top of the food chain, you know what I'm saying? It probably matters more to your bottom line or to your situation. And uh-huh. the more you do it, every inconvenience is, is a, it matters. You ever saw that movie? I think it's called In the Air. Um, up in the air. It's uh, yeah, up in the air. So it's, it's a movie came out two thousand nine. George Clooney, Anna Kendrick. Basically, George Clooney's like a um, like a HR kind of guy who basically his job is when he he's like the Grim Reaper of HR. Mm-hmm. So he flies into wherever he got to fly into, and he lays the big dogs off. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you see him, you got a meeting with him, it's probably not going to be good. And, <laughs> you know, he's got to be the one to, you know, finesse, finesse this uh, termination in a way to where you don't wild out. Mm-hmm. But you're gone. But we're going to do it. You know, we're going to try to do this with some tact and some dignity, mm-hmm. you know. But look, it's over, you know. And he's got all of these little um, things in place for anything that can happen because he's been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. But the other part of the the movie is it's just one it's about like how lonely his life is cuz he's basically a grim reaper. But mm-hmm. one of the one the one of the few things that he loves about his job or loves about his existence is since he's flying to all of these places to lay these people off, he's on you know, he's in the airport all the time. Mm-hmm. So he's that's like a million miler. <laughs> right. Huh? That's his yeah, friends. A, that's his, those are his friends, those upgrades and those flight attendants and all of that. But like the status of it all. So it's just like, it's an interesting, it, it was really good. It was, it was really good. Uh-huh. I enjoyed it. I, I haven't seen it in a while. But, check that uh, out. It's How actually, old is it? It's on Netflix. Came out 2009. It's definitely okay. worth checking out. I just see it's on Netflix. So it's, it's definitely worth checking out. Definitely yeah, I was looking for out. some movies. I ain't, you know. Yeah. It's hard yeah, to I come think up you'd appreciate ideas, it. But you know what I'm saying? When I, I do catch one, I mark it down so I could yeah. watch that shit. <clears throat> i tell you some. Well, speaking of that, two things. One, another movie I just I saw this week. I saw this movie called Story Ave. And yeah, I tried um, to find that. I saw you post about it. Yeah. Yeah. It. I don't know if it's full on release just yet. If it might we, just be New York. On, we, oh, it's, it's at the theater right now? It's at the theater right now. It's at the okay. theaters right now. I'm not sure where. I think there's gonna be a full, a full scale uh, rollout. I'm not sure okay. where it is or when that's happening. But um, it's uh, directed by this cat. I want to say Aristotle Torres is his name. Did he? Uh, the video director. Is that the video director? Aristotle. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Most yeah, likely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aristotle. Oh, you worked with him before? Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, he directed it. And then Bonsu Thompson. Yeah, he used to work um, at Rob, I think. Bonsu or The or Source. Or XXL. One of them. He was yeah, XXL. He was writer, probably yeah. The Source, too. I think The Source, too. But, you know, writer, co-host of the uh, Hard to Earn podcast with Torre, rapper Torre. He co-wrote it. So I was mm-hmm. curious about that. I seen him promoting it for a while. And then um, I was chilling. I had a day where I was on some Dera V, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I talk about that shit where you just out here wandering, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, and it was actually a good day. I'll tell you a little bit about that in a second. But anyway, I went out, checked it out, went to go check the um, the movie out. And it was a good movie. It's got the kid um, Asante Black, who's like the lead character, my man Alex Hibbert, uh, young Kev from the Shies on there. And then, you know, Melvin Gregg is in there. But then, you know, who steals the whole shit is uh, <clears throat> Louis Guzman. You know mm-hmm. Louis Guzman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, gee. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's kind of his movie. Like, just the way that, you know, he's just such an ill actor. And he's, you know, like, he's been doing this for so long that it just, it's effortless. And he has, a, like, a a level of gravitas that he brings to the screen. And, like, he just make the shit look easy. You know, mm-hmm. he knows how to ground a film and, and give it, you know, it takes place in the Bronx. So he gives it that, like, authenticity, you know. But then also the story is about uh, Asante's, like, this young kid <clears throat> who's in who's in high school. I want to say he's probably, like, a senior in high school, maybe a junior. But, you know, like, he's kind of, you know, like... I don't say like at, I don't say at risk, but he's on the bubble, mm-hmm. you know. Like he's a, a graffiti artist, you know, who's trying to get down with this crew. Uh, Melvin Gregg is like the the head of the crew. I forget that. I think it's OTL. I think the name of this crew is. They trying to you know he's trying to get down. It's it's pretty ill how they you know really portray graffiti in a way that like really is true to how it is on a certain level. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get on that, but at the same time. He had a brother that just died. His younger brother just died. And we just, at the beginning, you just find out that his brother just died and he's going through a whole lot of, like, you know, trauma, kind of blaming himself. I don't want to go too much into it to, like, spoil it. But um, Louis comes into his life almost as some old, like, I'm going to help you out. I see you on the wrong track. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, like... I'm going to make it my business to to help you see that you are in your own way and you right. got a lot of potential and this is what you need to do. And I'm not going to stress you or sweat you, you know, but I'm going to give you some game and I'm going to be very patient with you. I'm going to try to, you know, try to move you through this so you can make, you know, make something of yourself because that'll be my, that's the gift that I give myself. Everything else is just what it is. And it was really good, man. It, it kind of even made you know, made me look at service again, you know, like just that being there for for people, for young people particularly. I used to mentor a long time ago, you know, and it just, it made you kind of think. And it's funny because it's just like the algorithm of life. You know, mm-hmm. I was at a, I was in a library recently. I think it was a library. And they like, you know, it's all the little cards and shit. I'm, I'm one of these people. I'm like a magnet for all of that bullshit cards and all that I'll pick it up and I might not even read I wound up having the shit stacked on my desk and throw it away months later but one of the cards was like you know a big brother big sister type program you know like to do that type of thing so it was just like it was just one of those things that kind of reaffirmed that thinking like you know 
as you as you climb, give back or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever little wisdom you got or whatever insight or info you have, share that shit with some people. You know, right. so it was that was kind of the sentiment of the movie, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, check out story. Yeah, I, I tried to um, <clears throat> I tried to look it up, but obviously it's not out yet. So mm-hmm. that's good to know. But yeah. I didn't know Aristotle did it. Yeah, yeah, Aristotle. He's he's to do videos and stuff like that. But he been trying to break in a different <clears throat> type of direction. He was elevating his shit to go in a different direction, even when. I came across them, which probably was maybe 2018, you know what I'm saying, okay. 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it like yeah. his first long-form uh, movie. Yeah. And it yeah. seemed to have done well in, like, the festival circuit. So, so, he, he going to be out of there in a second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. We'll see. That's what's up. Yeah, man. What's cracking? I mean, you know what's cracking with me. <laughs> I stopped by the <laughs> office. <laughs> okay. Sat in some uh, meetings, realized, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 you know, it ain't time yet, but I was right. there. I was present, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Learned that I, you know, can't really focus on more than one thing at a time. You know what I'm saying? You know how in a regular office you might have somebody talking, leading the meeting. TV might be on in the background, and then you get to something and somebody be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, my neighbor, blah blah blah," and they start talking about that. You be like, "Man, what, what did we start on, man? <laughs> get back to the point, because my mind can't take it." <clears throat> so, you know, it was cool to pop in, um, but I, you know, it's still a trip. So, yeah, uh, you know, just trying to 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 get to a place where you can start accepting a lot of outside info. And that's the point, you know what I mean? Like, in this situation, you just, for the most part, you've been dealing with yourself and your your thoughts and how's this working, how that's not working. And then mm-hmm. to jump back in the loop where you're dealing with everybody and you have to recognize everybody's um, information, it, it becomes a trip to to organize that shit. You know what I'm saying? And then you also realize that, you know, you your mind has been really set up to take in all of this stuff all at once. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to taking in your own shit, it takes you having to sit down. It takes you having to have a traumatic injury. You know what I'm saying? Having to damn near lose your life just to be able to take in your own information and reject mm-hmm almost reject everything else while you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? So the the good part about the whole thing is that, you know, while you're not doing some of the, you're not creating stuff, because when you create stuff, a lot of times you're still creating for other people or creating to do things in other spaces. You know what I'm saying? Creating for work, creating to get money. But now you just have to listen to your motherfucking self. <laughs> What's important? What's important for me? You know what I'm saying? And that's like almost, I've never considered that. Like what's important for me right now? Not just this situation, but in in a totality. You know what I'm saying? Like what is what does this all mean for me? And coming back into the, to the world after knowing that it's very different. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's 
humbling almost. It's like, damn, I'm halfway. I mean, shit, I could have been done with this shit and never got to that. You know what I'm saying? So it will behoove me to get to some of that now without, you know what I'm saying, just switching right back into everybody else thing. You know what I'm saying? So I've been dealing with that. There's a lot of it's a mind fuck, you know what I'm saying? Because most things you see and hear after something like that, you've never heard. You know what I'm saying? Conversations you've had, you have and you've never had. People, you know what I'm saying? Like, you've never been in this situation. So, dealing with it, it, it makes you it makes you just question everything going on with you and around you, how you process everything. What's in, like, you know, all this stuff coming at you so fast, but what's really important right now. And that part right there, well, how are you tripping? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, it's like you ain't think about it before, but when you do start thinking, you might be like, yeah, damn, what the fuck was I doing with my life? You know what I'm saying? And what am I going to do now? And you don't have the answers, but you know it got to be different, you know? So that's what I've been on, man. I know that don't sound much like an entertaining <laughs> conversation, but that's what I've been on. I mean, I hear that. I hear that. I, I think, you know, it's, uh, <clears throat> that resonates for sure. That resonates. Uh, you know, it, just that, that reflection. It, it, and, it's hard. it's hard, though. It's hard. You know what I'm saying? It's hard <clears throat> to. What's the hardest part about it for you? To separate, to separate, you know what I'm saying, what you should be talking about and shit, not just here, but in general, like what you should be doing versus what's expected you of doing or what people are used to doing or hearing, you know what I'm right. saying? People are used to dealing with you in a certain kind of way. And when you can't, or when you're not that way, it becomes weird and you have to, you know what I'm saying? Get that person to understand the weirdness of what it is. And that's the, I guess that's the beauty of being in a situation because people will try to hear you out. I'm not sure how it works if you're not in a situation and people just like, nigga, you just done change. But it's an opportunity to get people to understand who you are from a place of your actuality. You know what I'm saying? Not your, not your, uh, your presentation, you know? And, and, um, so you spend, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you in the hospital, dog. You in the rehab. Nigga, it's just four walls. A bed. Motherfuckers come in and pull on you and pick some blood and give you some medicine and, and bring you a lunch that smelled like yesterday's lunch and yesterday's breakfast, all the same. And then it's just the four walls. You got a TV, but what you watching on that motherfucker, man? Nothing. So it's just four walls, and you have to fill in all of the blanks in between that. Damn. Okay, what is this? What does all this mean? What am I going to do? How am I going to do it? I can't even see it. So now what? You know, then you got people come visit. You laugh. You smile. You listen. You know what I'm saying? They guide you along. Hey, we talking about this. All right, cool, cool, cool. Then it's back to just you. And it's more than any other time in your space where it has to be just you. In regular life, you go do some shit, go over here, go over there. 
By the time you come home, you're going to sleep. You know what I'm saying? You sleep, you wake up, you start over again. You know what I mean? It ain't really a place for you to just say, you know what, I'm just going to be me. And that's an important place because it, it, it controls all the rest of this shit where you're going to end up. You know what I'm saying? Your present controls your future. So, you know, I knew that. I just didn't think about it in terms of just me. I just, you think about it, you think about everything else. Think about your family, you think about your plate, your people, your job, your work, your business, you know what I'm saying, your friends. How am I going to play with everybody else? Never, nigga, if I if it was nobody else, what will I be doing? What will I be thinking? What will I be playing? And that's where, it, that's where it be, you know what I'm saying? That's where it be. That's most of my week. After rehab, after scrolling Instagram till your eyes get tired after about five posts. Twitter or X now. That's what they call it now, X. X. <laughs> I just found that out that it was called X. But after you do that, you know, what's left? It's, it's a bunch of just silencing you. So... You know, it's it's not a thing where you visualizing a bunch of stuff and you can just fill it up with a bunch of time. You're just filling it up with, with your thoughts and, and okay, analyzation of what is. And that's that's the thing, you know? That's the thing. How comfortable are you with that? Is it Does it make you restless? Have you started to kind of be adopt, like adapt to it? Because I know, like, when it's just, like you said, like, uh, for me, that that type of shit that you were talking about just before you would have so many things to fill that time with. And most mm-hmm. of that is distraction. Like you said, mm-hmm. you distract yourself all day, go home, go to sleep, do the same shit again, rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. Now, with you having to really sit there in these thoughts and try to process all of that. Is there any type of um, <clears throat> pressure to make something happen? Is there, is, or is there any like restlessness in the silence? Or, uh, in, or in the beginning, there was a lot of restlessness, a lot of pressure to get back to thinking how you used to think, or adding your own thoughts to something that you can't no more. And then it levels out. It levels out, and then again, like when I'm I'm in that motherfucker, man. I'm in the bed, mm-hmm. the oxygen tubes and shit. It's just you just locked in it. You can't even get out the bed. They got an alarm on the bed. You know what I'm saying? So you won't fall. So you locked in. You got some shit on your legs that rub your legs up and down, so it kind of lets your blood flow because you're not walking. You like you like attached, and then. You get to a point where you just have to be like, damn, this is it. You know what I'm saying? Damn. You know? At first, it's lonely. first, it's like, damn. You know what I'm saying? It's just you. And and damn, this is what it's going to be. Then it becomes, okay, what's next? How am I going to do this? Then you can't think of what's next. So now it's like, oh, fuck. And then the first time I heard what, you know, sounded to me was the voice of God, it was like, nigga you know god be talking to me like that 
nigga, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Let me do what I need to do with your brain. And, you know what I'm saying, don't don't come trying to insert your own thoughts into what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Because that ain't going to do shit but get in the way. Right now, let that slide and and let me do what I'm doing with your brain. And that helped me understand what was what I felt was going on. It helped me to relax. It helped me to say, you know what? Let me let my brain do what it's doing. You know what I'm saying? And then I take everything else by stride. And so by the time I got out of there, that's how I was. And now the world is more open. There's more things you could do. you home. You could, you know what I mean? You could do more things. But at the same time, it's like, do I really want to do more things? You know what I'm saying? What do I want to do? You know what I'm saying? In this space. You know, people would be like, you know, we should do this. We should do that. You should, you want to go outside? Where do you want to go next? I don't want to go nowhere. I want to sit on this couch. <laughs> I want to sit on this couch and fucking feel what's going on and, and feel my my shit growing and create some new neural pathways and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just weird. And, but at the same time, you do have you do have things that you feel like you can do within the space. Like if I was some type of musician, you could make music in the space and create something new. So I, I'm going to buy me some new beat machine shit like you did. You know what I'm saying? And 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 just make whatever. I don't know what the fuck would come out of this shit as far as it ain't for nobody. It's for me. So whatever comes out of it is 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 something that came from my mind and my fingers and made something you know what i'm saying and that feels like something you know what i'm saying it feels like okay doing this doing the pod like getting on here and, and actually saying some thoughts that's real stuff like you know what i'm saying it's, it's it's something something i don't know what the fuck and who the fuck and who's listening and where it will go and and not think about it like that i'm just thinking about okay what am I doing within this time with what I got? And this is this is it. I could do this. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know I could do this two, three weeks ago. It was just like, man, you ready to do the part? Oh, shit, nigga. Hoo-wee. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, <laughs> it's a trip. You know what I mean? Because you don't know. You don't know how you sound. You don't know how you're thinking. You know what I'm saying? It's just coming out. So for me, Whatever I got, like, say growing up, right? I used to make, when I used to make beats, it was mostly in life when things weren't going your way or, you know what I'm saying, everything didn't run out and nobody else to talk to, nothing else to do. You pull out the beats and pull out the records and find some samples and make some beats. You know what I'm saying? And that completed your cycle. And now... I feel like maybe something like that can help you fill in these blanks because that always did for you. When when people talk about freedom, you know what I'm saying, they usually think about some free time you got that you, you know, you're able to go get on the beach or something. But I was explaining the other day that freedom you find in your everyday, in your right now. If it's if I could take ten minutes and, and go over here and come up create some new ideas with some people and have some a beneficial conversation. That's free, even if that's 20 minutes within the time, within the eight hours that you got to be here and the four hours you got to be there. It's, it's never a time where somebody says, you know what? This is your time to be free. Go be free. 
it don't work like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have to take your freedom where it's at. And that used to be, that was like in the beginning, that was my freedom. Taking that time to, to do this. Like, nigga, you got to go to school. You got to study. You got to talk to the girls. You know what I'm saying? You go outside, do your thing. You know what I mean? Everything is almost, it's all, everybody gone. Now it's just you. What you going to do? Make some beats. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole nother thing. And at the end of it, you've done all this stuff. And that's where we at right now. How has the new Drake album helped you find purpose in life? The new Drake album helped me find purpose by understanding that Drake is a mastermind at what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? I don't... You know, I don't buy into well, what he's selling and what he's talking about. But the man thinks about this shit. You know what I'm saying? He took you on a whole era where he just made dance music for girls. And then, you know what I'm saying? He come back with an album with 21 Savage. Found out that there's a lane of niggas that he wasn't tapping into at a certain point. And now he's a toxic nigga making music for toxic niggas for right now. Next album, he'll probably be a, a wholesome, well-rounded individual. But he's he seems like he's picking off different pieces of the audience and giving them product that they could buy into. When in the whole, he's got all of them. You know what I'm saying? The girls that's mad at him this week, they'll be all right with him next week when he makes some shit for them. You know what I'm saying? It was I seen a girl doing a whole diatribe on how Drake was a fuck nigga. You know mm-hmm. how she ended the shit? I'ma still listen. The ending was, now don't get me wrong, I like Drake. I just don't like everything that he does. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's art. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, man, that's a win. He didn't totally get thrown off. He didn't totally throw his audience off. But he did go in a in a direction that he's not usually going in. You know what I'm saying? Which right. is a which is an audience that's well tapped into the internet, and they voiced their opinion. They have no leader except for Kevin Samuels, and he died last year. So <laughs> he's like the rap leader of Kevin Samuels right now. The Red that's, Pill King is that what red, you say? I guess I don't know the difference of the red and the blue, but I don't know. He's yeah. definitely tapped in to that shit. And next year he probably won't be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He put yeah. out another dance album. And then there'll be enough Drake records in the future to, to fall in whatever lane you want to fall into. Right, right. So yeah. I, I never I never buy like I'm not a young nigga no more. So right. it's hard to just buy into an artist as is, take all that shit, be like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it's somebody like Drake who play too much. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't playing. You know? It's, he know how to do the memes. He know how to, you know what I'm saying, get people worked up talking about something. He know how to have fake beefs that people super care about. You know what I mean? And to him, it's just another piece of art. Another piece of thing that he put out there to, to get him going. He does a way better job at it than Kanye. Kanye was doing it, but He's doing a better job at it because he doesn't go too far over the edge one way or the other. Just enough to keep that shit going and keep that money flowing. That's interesting. That's a good way of looking at it. 
You That's know? a good way of looking at it for sure. Um, be- <clears throat> before you move to the next one, it's like before, right? In his first few albums or whatever, his first years. Yeah, I always felt like, I always felt like I like Drake. He had two to three too many R and B records on each album. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And now he's separated the albums. He'll give you one with this, and he'll give you one with that. You know what I'm saying? You either gonna hate this shit and then love that shit, or you just not gonna fuck with it. So I, just, I think he doing, I think he doing it right. That's all. Nah, you know, it's interesting that you say it like that because I've been feeling about Drake's output these last few albums. I've said this before. I think that, you know, his run is unprecedented. We've never seen a run like this in rap. You know, it really haven't. I mean, maybe Hove, but not mm-hmm. even. Like, he's going beyond that, right? So <clears throat> I think that, when you stay in the game, as long as you stay in the game, more often than not, you're going to run the risk of being redundant. Mm-hmm. It's very hard not to do it. You talked about Kanye. Kanye was pretty good at shifting and and reshaping himself and coming from a different direction and being polarizing and things of that nature. Jay-Z had a couple moments where he did that. I mean, Nas had this hit boy run that people seem to, you know, feel like, rejuvenated him or at least started a new conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> I think that Drake is such a huge star still in his prime that the expectations are always outsized. Like the expectations are probably beyond being able to deliver to, mm-hmm. you know. What I've noticed over the last few albums like, I always felt like they're bloated when I get them. They're bloated as fuck. There's a lot of music on it. It's kind of bloated. I find myself making a little playlist out of the Drake album, turning the shit into, like, an EP. But what I also notice is when I revisit them shits, they sound better, surprisingly. Mm. Like, you like, oh, okay, damn, this shit... I'm looking at it a little differently. Or maybe I haven't listened to it or I'm hearing it again with new ears or whatever, whatever. Or right. maybe the sound has kind of moved towards what he's doing because I do think he kind of plays a real big hand in what's going on. People are going to follow him. He's like the the weather vane in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that definitely seen it on Honestly Nevermind. That was the club album. But uh, even probably even before that, you know, shit, definitely before that with all of like the the like world music stuff that he do and mm-hmm. just the collabs that he would do. I think he takes more chances than people, even myself, may give him credit for. Because right. right. initially when I first hear the shit, it kind of sounds bloated and redundant. But then, like you said, it's a good point. Like he is one of these people that does a lot of like niche music. Like he going he's gonna direct some shit at this little subset of motherfuckers over here. Maybe four mm-hmm. or five records, but it's gonna resonate with these cats over here. Y'all might not even be up on this shit or why this shit works over here, but watch. Right. And <laughs> yeah, no, he's 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 ill with it. He's ill with it. I'm not, <clears throat> you know, like a, again, I kinda I get it now. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I keep these expectations in check. It is what it is. I enjoyed it. You know, I had a, I was driving out to PA the day that it came out, so it was a good, it was a good uh, opportunity to be in the car and listen to the shit. I didn't like everything, for mm-hmm. sure. You know what I mean? Uh, Drake can't sing. You know, but he can make good songs. Drake cannot sing, but he make songs good enough to make you think this motherfucker can sing, but he can't sing at all. And it's all, I'm always reminded, I'm like, this nigga cannot sing at all, but, you know, this shit is catchy to the motherfucker. Right. But, uh, you know, there's moments where I'm like, okay, I fuck with this, fuck with that. You know, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a pull that to the side and whatever, whatever. And I found myself going back to CLB just recently. I ain't go too deep into it, but... I, the, even the way it opens up, I was like, "Oh, okay, shit is a little bit more interesting than I than I remember it being." And the thing know? about it, man, Drake making music in an era where you can't do that. You can make your own album out of twenty seven songs. You can make your EP. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't split no wax in half and just be like, "I'm just gonna play this." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So you had to take it. You had to take that tape and flip it over. You know what I'm saying? Make you a double cassette and, and <laughs> copy you some songs. But he's making albums in an era where everybody has access to make their own playlist, make their own way out of it. I could take these four songs dedicated to this subset and have a, a whole Drake EP for the subset. We'll call it this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And right. at that point, he has built his base. You know what I'm saying? He's addressed the base. He's given the internet enough to talk about. He made it interesting enough for people to be, you know, having a... I mean, they still having conversations about this shit two, three weeks later. Yeah. You know? And I think, yeah. And I think he realized or figured out early, and there's a few other artists in that, in this realm that kind of know it, but this whole, like, you know, the internet outrage, that shit, that shit burns bright, but not long, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just, it's a, but it's the best, damn near, <laughs> Mark. some of the best, yeah, it's the best promotion of all time, outrage. People are upset. <laughs> Think pieces, you know. Think pieces is better than album reviews now, you man, know. So I, I, I seen a nigga that's fifty years old, man. Uh huh. Talking about how toxic Drake Drake is now in his album, you know what I'm saying? And it's uh-huh. like, really, you know what I'm saying? Like we could have just ignored that shit for real, you know what I'm saying? It's right. like, why you even playing it? You know what I mean? <laughs> It's like niggas have bought into a certain voice online who who represents them. And mm-hmm. anything against it, they got to go against it. Anything for yeah. it, they're going to jump for it. So it's just interesting to watch. And it'll be like, damn, we doing, you doing this about Drake, nigga? At this right. time? Like, I'm right. not finna get on the internet and argue about Drake. Drake Man. is business at this point. I can see it. I see the whole business. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like niggas, it's like niggas yeah. arguing... Last year, is LeBron going to retire over the summer? No, right. stupid. You know what I'm saying? Because LeBron going to get him a farewell tour before he retire. You're going to know when yeah. LeBron retire. All right, this it. Next year, we're going to do a farewell tour. Nigga, he going to get his roses in every city and march out of this bitch like, like he supposed to. So it ain't going to be James. no ha- haphazard, I'm retired, unless he break his knee or some shit. But other than that, you gonna know. <laughs> you gonna know. They gonna tell you when he retired. So ain't no need of me jumping up and down arguing with a nigga with Shannon Sharp about if he gonna retire or not. Right. But that's you know, that's the nature of the internet. 
You know, like mm-hmm. it ain't no nuanced takes. It's either hot takes or don't say shit. I find myself, there's been times when I'm looking at some shit. I'm looking, particularly on Twitter. Like I'm looking at like some people saying some shit that it might, it's probably trolling, you know. And there's a moment where I'm like, and it's not even directed to me. It's just, it's just spewed it to the world. There's a moment where I'm like, that's some bullshit. Let me. But then I'm like, nigga, I'm not engaging in none of this. What am I, how am I look engaging in this dumb shit? Like, this is what the fuck out of here. It don't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing. It's, it's just fiery fodder. And I'm cool, nigga. I don't need to participate. But I, there'll be times when I'm tempted where I look at the shit and I feel away. I had to close the app because I feel away. And I, I get upset that I feel away about some shit that, about some shit that I don't even know who this person is that said the shit. I'm like, this is bullshit. And I'm mean, feeling a little tight. I, nah, man, I can't let that happen. But, um, yeah. yeah, man. Shout yeah. out shout out to Rich Paul dropped his book today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to him on a podcast. It sounds pretty good. Lucky Me, right? Yeah, That's the name Lucky of the book? Me. Yeah. Yeah. You gonna check it out? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna grab that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout yeah. out to East Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Round round away. I didn't All live right. there, but my family lived there. I spent my summers there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So same yeah. neighborhood. So it's all good. Gotta, you know, yeah, that's what's up. to to watch, you know, somebody come from where he was to where he at is you don't get many many people don't make it that far one. So to come from a place this far this way to make it to a place this far that way is rare. And to be able to see it up close is even rare. So, you know, you just got to take the opportunity, you know what I'm saying, get a nigga his flowers and be like, you know what I'm saying, nigga did that shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to get to it. I got mm. a few books that I'm reading. You know, Books are back. Yeah, <laughs> books are back. Nah, I feel good. I've been reading a lot. Books. I'm fucking with books. Some books are back. Books been here forever. Nigga, what are you talking about? Niggas oh, wrote them off for a minute though. Yeah, yeah, they back though. They, I think, yeah, I think they in for because it's just, it's uh, maybe it's just where I'm at in my life though. Because it's it's free game, mm-hmm. you know. It's free game. It's that it's, if you it's that dinner with Jay Z that people be passing up fifty thousand dollars for. Yeah, 500,000. 500, pardon, pardon, 500,000. I'll just have a burger with the... Nope, with, uh, I invest in myself. Mr. Carter, yeah, exactly, exactly. This is this, this information that I'm going to get from this motherfucking, this dinner here, this shit going to flip 24-fold, I mean, in the first quarter, based I, off the, I, you know. I know Jay-Z now. Mm-hmm, of course, so we'll have another meal. We'll have many meals. Yeah, <laughs> This shit gonna feel like a make a wish commitment. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Ah, nigga, you be so sick. You done, you done forego, you done let go $500,000 with a motherfucker be like, I don't know. I just use my instinct. You know what I mean? I just, I can't even, I can't, it was just, ah. and look, what happened for me probably won't happen for you, right. but you know that's, you know, yeah, man, he ain't gonna tell you nothing that's for the change your situation. No, nigga. You gotta Stop change it. you, one. Yeah. You know you better than everybody. Right. You got to take you your know? own chances. That nigga tell his own cousin that shit. Yeah, man. Get out of here. <laughs> I saw a story the other day. He's talking about his cousin asked for 4800 at the family reunion. He's like, nah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Which I think was kind of a, a um, 
just an idea. Just an example. I don't think that was you know, real. I, I don't know example. if it was a real situation. Was, yeah, people I understand, went crazy but just that. just the yeah. thought of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you yeah. have to had to tell a lot of motherfuckers no about whatever. Yeah. You know, I got you know, I need fifty grand or I need five. Right. Like, nah, nope. man. Mm-mm. Nah. Sorry. Hit him with, hit him with the little Duval. Let God do his thing. Take his course. Uh, <laughs> Pray for you. I'm pray for you. I get you one of these little hats. Wear this hat though. Wear this little paper play hat. This shit might help you. Might help you look affiliated out here. Um, yeah, I gave you the best. I gave you the best investment, man. Proximity, nigga. This yeah, nigga's yeah. this nigga's one gonna pass up five hundred grand to have this little meeting you got right here. Right, right. Do right, something right. with it, man. Do something with it. And that's what that's what JC kind of stand on that shit, right? Because like even in the beginning, he had this this statement everybody thought was wild when he was like, you know, shit, my presence is my investment. You know what I'm saying? Niggas like, ah, oh, nigga, like showing up for like the charity or something. Like, right. nigga, talking about your money, but he right in that you know he bringing money. If you don't know what to do with having Jay Z at the spot, then you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The proximity. Absolutely. Like, how, yeah. nigga, I'm giving you the best thing I got. Right. If I'm here, nigga, niggas is looking, nigga, what you finna do? Yeah, yeah. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's real shit. Yeah, that's real shit. It's like, yeah. You know, like, even we talking about Rich Paul, nobody just sat him down, just here, here's a bunch of money, do your thing. It's like, nah, mm-hmm. nigga, you right here with me. What you gonna do? There's plenty of niggas that was right there. Mav was there. Randy was there. He did his thing his way. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's being able to utilize what you got and not nobody giving you nothing extra. Yeah. I think sometimes um I think sometimes people got to realize that they got to you got to really have some confidence and belief in your own self-worth. Just mm-hmm. your self-worth. Mm-hmm. Just in the way of and on a very small like on a very like fundamental level. Mm-hmm. Presence, it's the presence alone. All the other shit is is just gravy. So even if I come to your party, you know, the fact that I came to your party is really the blessing. Not to, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like on God. some real shit. And some people feel like, damn, I gotta bring a bottle. Or I gotta come through. I can't come through empty-handed. Da-da-da-da. That shit is forgettable. Right. You know what I mean? Or it might be more for you. It says, oh, I came through with the fly bottle. Niggas going, you know, because that's, mm-hmm. that's the worst when you come through with the fly bottle. It, it don't even get the reception you thought it was. Oh, yeah, put, the, put it over there by the other Put it on bottles. the table, nigga, before you now, come in. Now you want to put a label on your fly bottle just so it can still be associated to you. You know what I mean? You're like, yo, hold on. Y'all niggas ain't know. I can't wait. I came in with the fly bottle. Now you come in there by yourself, empty-handed, even <laughs> when you wasn't empty-handed. <laughs> so it's like, man, it, it's about you. It's your own spirit, your own energy. That's that's intangible. But you got to believe that shit, you know? And it's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it is. I feel like yeah, it's... It is. Yeah, it feel good. I say this, because I meant to say this shit last week. Another recommendation. There's a show. If you got Showtime... Anytime, Showtime on demand. There's a show called Dreaming Whilst Black. It's only six episodes. They like half an hour a piece. I think the BBC did it. That shit is good. That shit is funny. I enjoyed it. 
Um, I liked how like the little arc of it. You know what I mean? It, um, is, is this a fictional show or? What? It's like a fictional show, like a yeah, like a little fictional show. Is it kind of based, uh, uh, British? It's oh. British based, but it's not like over. It's not gonna take you out of it. I like know, for, I I'll speak for myself. Cause I yeah, I sometimes I get taken out. Like nah, it's cool. It reminds me of because I've been not been, but I did a uh, at least a rewatch of the first season of um, Insecure. It kind of reminded me of it had a little bit of that whole "We Got Your Back" type of um, mm-hmm. thing, but it's mm-hmm. its own other thing, and um, it's good. It's good, okay. you know. It's, it's black folks trying to trying to make it, and. Uh, uh yeah, I enjoyed. It. I think it's it's definitely worth watching. It's only six episodes. You, you could go through that shit real quick. It's funny to the motherfucker. I think so. I think and, I um, gotta. Yeah. I think I gotta get me a trial showtime because I want to watch the Biz Doc. Okay, and watch yeah. this. It's something, okay. and it's another thing on Showtime that I want to check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Showtime got some shit going on on there. A few things over there. Yeah, yeah, I think I might have to do a few little trial trial runs on some networks too you know what I mean <laughs> cram through my little seven day binge Word. and then get the fuck up out of there or we'll make a decision <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. alright well it was fun nigga um, already stuck on stars I don't know why but yeah. still stuck <laughs> are you watching White Power I never did get into White Power uh, okay okay yeah I'm kind of a episode behind but I'll how is it talk about yeah, it's the same no. it's a little you know I'm 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 already a a season and some episodes invested, but it's still more the same. It's no Razor Canaan. I tell you ah, that. It's, nah. You know, it ain't no fucking ghost. You know, it's its own thing. It's its own thing. But Yeah. They, they they still get my little monthly money for whatever reason because I ain't, ain't no yeah. ghost. I ain't no Razor Canaan. Yeah. So. yeah. You should check it out then. If you're going to pay for it, you might as well see it for what it is. Why you pie? know what I mean? White power. White power. Yeah, man. Uh, so that's that. Oh, shit. Before I go, let me just let y'all know. Look, I'm going to be in Ann Arbor. Like I just said, I'll be at Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase November 30th to December 2nd. I'm going to post the links on my website. We just changed the date. So the dates on my website right now are going to be updated. I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in D.C., uh, what is that? September, I mean, February 8th through the 10th. Go ahead, start getting tickets right now. I want to sell that shit out. We got plenty of time, but go ahead, start buying tickets now. Uh, I'm going to have some other shit coming up. Be at the Borgata this weekend if you're in Atlantic City. But, um, yeah, I'm keeping, I'm trying to keep the, the website up to date. So, you know, if you want to see me live, man, I got the local dates on there and I got the road shit on there. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. come out, DamienLemon.com. You know? Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think Fire that's it, it. You know what I mean? Um, shit. As always, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in the conversation. We out. Jesus.